You already know the vibes. We back, baby. Got a new mix in here. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, okay. Yeah, they glide, they glide. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yo, what's good? Welcome to the Catch This Podcast. This is Tuesday's Playbook, episode six. I am your host, Chris Jackson. Uh, my co-host is not here with me, uh, but his name is Gio. Uh, Gio, say what's up to the people. He can't because he's not here. But we want to try to uh, keep our what, consistency, I guess, going um, as we're working on the pod right now separately. Please have no fear. The gang is still here. We are still going to be recording. We're still going to be, excuse me, going back and forth. Uh, as it relates to Geo and I being on both episodes, this week's episodes uh, will not uh, have Geo, and he'll explain why in his check-in. But we are still here. We are here. Um, I know I don't sound as enthusiastic right now. My setup is crazy. I'm gonna put it on the side of the social media. Uh, I am like literally talking in a closet, uh, so I'm trying to have as little bounce back and echo as possible uh, while we're recording these episodes. I am in flux right now. Again, Gio's going to explain his situation, um, but I'm in flux moving in between apartments. So I am in one of my friend's closets, <laughs> again, trying to control the echo, but it is Tuesday, and so we wanted to give an episode this week. So for our, everybody that supports us, our listeners, everybody who downloads and and um, who was hit me up via text, via email, via social media. Uh, we are getting the episodes out. I know that it is not an excuse about being in flux, but hopefully you guys can give us a little bit of grace. I know I may have asked for that a couple weeks ago. Uh, continued grace <laughs> um, as it relates to the podcast and the content. Uh, we are going to get as much content as we can out as much as possible. But while we are in flux, the pod may be in flux as well. So with that being said, let us get right into it. First quarter. <laughs> so the first quarter this week, man, sports, sports right now are, um, man, what, what's, a, what's a good way to say it? Uh, I think they're also in flux, right? That would be a, a good way to describe it. Sports is a medium in between what we as people do regularly and then what we support in a semi-labor force of competition, right? So it's a medium between uh, professional competition and then us regular people uh, that may compete in our daily lives or our jobs or our hobbies or, you know, we have maybe we played amateur sports and never took it to a professional level. But, you know, professional sports is, is the medium. It's the medium between our levels of competition as regular humans and then an athlete's level of competition on a professional scale. At least that's my humble opinion. In this sports realm during a pandemic, though, the fluctuation of sports and the consistency of sports obviously is going to take hits because we are dealing with something that, you know, no person alive really on earth has ever dealt with before, right? Uh, or or very few people. And I don't remember 
I don't remember a situation where the last pandemic was. Uh, I know people like to talk about the Spanish flu, but the Spanish flu happened a long, long, long time ago. Um, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, and I'm actually looking for my phone. Bear with me. So the Spanish flu happened in 1918. Very few people on this earth remember the Spanish flu, at least in terms of like American citizens, right? So with with the pandemic, we've never really seen this before. Most people, the mass majority of people that live in this country have never seen it before. And with that being said, you know, we asked the question a couple weeks ago uh, here on the podcast that I don't know if it got as much, you know, really thought surrounding the question itself, but I feel like I have to ask it again with everything that's going on right now with sports and then what I'm about to get into in a second. Do we, no, not we, because I'm not a part of this, but do you all, the listener, the people who support the podcast, the people who like to listen to me talk about sports and Gio talk about, you know, sports as well, and then us do the Sundays for Men thing, right? Do you all seriously need sports this bag? Really? Like, I'm asking out of curiosity, because again, it it has nothing to do with me and Gio. Me and Gio have been, you know, firm, vehement on the ideas of not needing sports this bad. Yet these leagues continue to go. They continue to want to push the uh, ideas of competition and, and why it's so important in the American economy and, and how sports is, is an escape and a release from everything that's going on because life is so hard and, and everything else that's going on, right? Fine, granted. Even on a business perspective, shout outs to Darius out here, you know, Darius Hockaday and his uh, business approach and all things business as it relates to uh, his life in his company, right? It it got me thinking the other day, I was thinking about it a lot because, you know, sports is trying to sell you on what it does well as it relates to American escapism. That's what, that's what sports is trying to sell you guys on in case you guys are unfamiliar of why they're, they're marketing it the way that they're marketing it. They're trying to market it to you on the ideas of, hey, come and participate with your viewership in this idea of escapism. But the real reason that sports is happening right now is because of collective bargaining agreements, right? These leagues, the professional sports leagues, the NBA, the NFL, and the MLB of what I'm about to talk about in a second, are participating in these sporting events because of their collective bargaining agreements. They are participating in sports because the owners and the players have an agreement. That is why they're, that's why they're doing this. They're not doing this for your escapism. They're not doing this for your release. They're not doing this for anything other than money. So I ask why we are continuing to push the idea, right, from a human perspective, from a, from a regular uh, uh, spectator's perspective of if you won't need sports this bad, because, right, if the answer is no, and I, you know, most of the answers are going to be yes, because most people can't really see inside themselves past the paper bag. If, if the answer is yes, we, we do need sports this bad, right, then to me, what exactly is it worth? Right. What's it worth when the Miami Marlins baseball franchise, who now has 18 positive coronavirus tests after last week and now they're shut down until, you know, God knows when I I think some reports were saying next Monday, 
some reports were saying that they're going to quarantine for 14 days. What, <laughs> do you all need sports this bad? Because it's not getting any better. The virus is not getting any better. We as the American public, right, some people say that we close too late and then open too early because of the capitalistic society that we live in, right? Again, I tell people all the time, the only thing that you're going to change in this world, right, is when you start changing. The only things that you can change are things that you can change with money. You have to mess up the church's money in order to affect change. That's just my opinion. Uh, I think that that opinion is law. That is just, you know, what I think about the situation. <clears throat> if I know that that's the case, right, and the MLB is, you know, fighting for its, like, sports league livelihood right now as it relates to a messy collective bargaining agreement with the players and the owners, it was super messy. It was super crazy. We've talked about it on the pod. It was completely ridiculous. They're not using a bubble like the NBA, and I don't want to harp on the NBA's bubble, right? Everybody talks about that. I don't want to harp on the NBA's bubble. Clearly, they're doing it right. Clearly, they haven't had any tests, positive tests since July the 20th or something like that. I don't know. You know, they're, they're doing it the way that they're going to do it, and everything that's going to come out of that bubble is going to say that it's the best thing since sliced bread. So I'm not going to, you know, forward that narrative like it's not working. It is, but, I, you know, whatever. Like, they literally have shut down the complex. It's going to be a lot different when you start bringing your families in NBA. Like, come on, you're not fooling anybody. But, 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 if the MLB is going to choose not to do it that way, because it's a little harder, you have different clubs in, in terms of baseball and front offices and how you got to bring people with the clubhouses and all those sorts of stuff, right? If you guys are going to do it that way, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And so I ask the American public, again, the people who listen to this podcast, do you all need sports that bad? And if the answer, right, is no, I went the yes route, and I'm going to go the no route. If the answer is no, then now it comes down to these owners in these professional sports leagues as it relates to them, them recouping this money. Because players are already saying in the MLB that they don't even want to take part in the ideas of playing these sports with these positive tests. The Nationals are already not about to play. The Nationals have already come out and said, for all those who don't know, they've already come out and said, listen, we are not playing the Miami Marlins. We're not going to Florida. We're not going down, right? So for the deeper, darker, darker criminal link here, for all those who aren't following this situation as it relates to the, um, to the MLB, in the new CBA as it relates to this pandemic, all final decisions come down to Rob Manford, the MLB commissioner. Rob Manford said the other day that, no, this isn't a nightmare situation. You know, this is just what's going to happen. We plan for this. Rob Manford, really? You guys plan for this? In your 113-page document that outlines what's going to happen with the MLB season, you know one thing that you guys didn't address? The idea of an outbreak. So really, you plan for this? You plan for the Nationals to go on strike and say that they're not playing? You plan for the Yankees that said, absolutely not, we are not traveling to Philadelphia to play the Phillies in the next series? Is that, is that what you, you plan for? See, see this, is, this is what's so funny to me about the idea of sports, right, and how people say that, oh, no, it, it's, it's about the sport. It's about the love of the game. Yo, the love of the game has nothing to do with these sports that are happening right now in a pandemic. It has nothing to do with the love of the game. You know what it has to do, though? The love of this money. 
the love of these checks, bruh. That's what it has to do with. And so the the conceptualization for me about sports that continue to be pushed during this pandemic, I, I am I am very afraid for these players' families. I am. I, I'm terrified. I'm I'm frightened. I am frightened for these players that have wives. I'm frightened for these players. That that's one aspect of it. I'm frightened for these players that are single, right? Because if you're single and you're not really committed to a person, I'd I'd like to think that you may have be you know seeking other individuals, right? Maybe maybe perusing around, right? On the on the dating apps, everybody's in the crib. This is a perfect time to be on Tinder or Hinge or Bumble or whatever, right? So if I am a professional athlete speaking about the MLB specifically because everybody in the NBA is supposed to be in the bubble quote unquote right if I am a professional MLB player and I am fraternizing and going out and doing all the things that you know I have liberties to do as an American citizen in these different cities that allow people to have the bar stuff outside right in Philadelphia they're operating at some whatever level of capacity 25 cent 25%, 50%. Now that the cases are spiking, obviously that's going to go down and it's eventually going to close, but that's a different conversation for another day. If we're operating at some level of capacity and we're having drinks outside and I'm an MLB player, yo, even if I'm not super famous, right? I can go out and get a drink with a with a nice young woman, right? I can go say what's up, right? Because that's clearly what these Miami Marlins players did. I just read a story. Yahoo Sports, right? Let me let me pull it up for you guys. Yahoo Sports is saying that. Give me one second. Oh, here we go. This is Yahoo Sports. This is Prince J. Grimes uh, today at 12 a.m. Man, talk about a good story. Uh, he talks about with so many things to do in Atlanta, it may not be the ideal place for an out-of-towner in the middle of a pandemic or more specifically an athlete. Not resisting the urge to hit a city for a night out could result in, at minimum, a bunch of headlines. Just ask, oh my gosh, the Lou Williams thing. Yeah, whatever, dude. At worst, the decision could apparently wreck an entire professional sports schedule. According to the USA Today columnist and Radio.com Sports Insider Bob Nightingale, that's exactly what happened with the Miami Marlins. During an appearance on 93.7, the fans, Pittsburgh, the PM team with Pony and Mueller, Nightingale said the Marlins outbreak stemmed from a night out by a few players. Quote, I think a couple of guys went out in Atlanta, Nightingale said. So that's what happened. I don't think it was any kind of fluke from a bus driver, pilot or something like that. Let me let me stop right there. Thank you for not throwing people under the bus, bus drivers that have to make their living uh, the pilots that have to make their living by flying and driving respectively during a pandemic. Jesus, thank you. Uh, I believe that some guys got careless. At least one guy did for sure. He went out and I think he came back positive, spread it around. Yo, but that's what happens if you guys aren't doing the bubble thing or if you're having sports in general. <laughs> Yo, of course, bro. Of course, this is going to happen. Give him the golf clap. Dude, of course this is going to happen. How can you assume that players are going to take their, their sports lives seriously? And again, who's to say that they're not? If they're wearing their masks, if they're doing their thing or whatever, right? Who's to say that these players are not going to have a night out in Atlanta, in Miami, in Philadelphia, in D.C., in L.A., who cares? Dude, these guys are in their 20s, in their physical 
primes. They have worked their entire lives to get into the MLB, to get into the major leagues in the in the in the bigs, right? So not in the minor league system, in the bigs. Every guy has a story. Every guy has his own experience. Of course, he's going to go out. Of course, he's going to participate in the things that his, you know, American freedom and liberty gives him the 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 opportunity to. Yeah, MLB, Rob Manfred, if this isn't a nightmare for you, it it's the worst dream humanly possible. <laughs> you know, I, like like I I can't even believe that we as sports fans are even condoning this. Are even putting up with the foolery, bruh. Like, this is crazy. Again, you are pushing the idea of professional sports and traveling per team through different cities and empty stadiums around the country in a pandemic. Yo, again, again, again. No one is saying that I don't support the idea of them playing, right? Everybody's got to get this money. The owners, the players. We live in a capitalistic society. Money is shout out. Money wants to be recouped. I get it. But when is that enough? When is a pandemic enough, right? Call me a pessimist. Call me someone who believes, right, that we should all just be in the crib trying to figure this whole thing out until a vaccine comes out. Because again, as quiet as it's kept, ladies and gentlemen, Google has already told their staff they're not coming back until summer 2021. As quiet as it's kept, Google, the the owner of the internet, <laughs> right? They're, they're, obviously, they don't own the internet, but but the closest thing to it, right, has already told their staff that they aren't coming back until summer 2021. So what does that mean for the rest of us? What does that mean for everyone else? If Google, again, I'm, I'm not talking about like, you know, uh, some run-of-the-mill internet company. I'm talking about the powerhouse known as Google has already told their staff, nah, bruh, we're in the crib until summer 2021. And that's when they're going to revisit coming back to the office. Not that they're going to. They're going to revisit the idea in next summer. And this isn't a nightmare for you, Rob Manfred, commissioner of the MLB. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I'm I'm wishing and hoping for the best for everyone that is participating in sports right now professionally. Um, I know some guys who, you know, are in and around the professional, uh, you know, sports leagues and, and not some guys only, but some women as well. You know, I'm praying for you guys. I'm praying for your safety. Um, I'm wishing all the best from these situations as it relates to somebody trying to play during a pandemic. I can only imagine how difficult that is. And, you know, you guys have my support. I'm going to watch if I can. But, you know, as it relates to to the Marlins and, and MLB in particular, like, dude, if you guys aren't going to do the bubble thing, you guys just got to cancel your season. <laughs> you know, I know that you guys want this money, right? I, I understand how important that is, especially when owners are going to go back to the CBA and revamp it if the players aren't playing. I get that. But the Nationals have already said that they're not playing. Miami can't play. Dude, that's two teams. 
my Nats are the world champs, man. <laughs> That's two teams that cannot play or not can't, but, you know, in the Nationals perspective, excuse me, they won't. It's your move, MLB. Godspeed. Second quarter. <laughs> all right. For the second quarter, and I apologize for all the noise, the bumping and everything. It this is the setup's crazy. Um, for the second quarter this week, um, you know, this is gonna be a little more opinion based. Obviously, I brought up the Yahoo Sports article about the Miami Marlins and the players and testing positive in the MLB and all that in the first quarter. Um, and we're only gonna do two quarters this week. Uh, I'm really uncomfortable sitting on the floor. <laughs> um, with the second quarter, uh, this is going to be a little more opinion-based as it relates to um, the pandemic and professional sports. And something that I heard recently, I believe from Bomani Jones, that I wanted to further and touch on that's not getting a lot of attention. And obviously, at the Catch This Podcast, we want to talk about things underneath the surface of sports and, you know, go into the, the deep diving, hard-hitting issues, right? Air horn. I do have the air horn on here, but I'm, I'm again, on the floor, and I don't remember what button it is. So I'm, I'm not going to press it. But um, You know, I want to talk about college sports for a sec. In particular... Uh, the the two biggest sports, right? College basketball and college football. More so college football, but but definitely college football and college basketball. And the reason why I want to talk about those sports is because um, the labor force is uh, quite black, right? You know, when, when I'm looking at college athletes, right, the driving labor force is African-American. And, and during this pandemic, the uh, COVID-19 is... Um, really, really, really affecting uh, people of, of black and brown descent, right? Um, people of color are being ravaged uh, in communities as it relates to the pandemic and COVID-19. And uh, one of my good friends is a nurse and, you know, here in Philadelphia. And she tells me all the time about, you know, people who are, um, who are affected, who are affected in these communities that look like me, right? Let's talk about that as it relates to these college football and college basketball players. What? Okay. Okay. Let me let me tell a story. So once upon a time uh, in the land of Chris, I have had to ask my university for uh, emergency funding to complete my education, right? Because I do not want to take out private loans. That is one of the things that I have been vehemently against. Uh, I do not want to support that level of system and Sally Mae and those interest rates and have me in debt until the cows come home, right? That's not something I want to do. Um, that is something that I have believed in for a long believed in for a long time. And it's just something that I don't really, really wish to um, participate in. And so that being said, looking at the situation with uh, my university, in asking them, one of the times I have said, listen, I know that I don't affect the bottom line here, right? I know that my tuition is my tuition. If you didn't have it, you would be able to fill someone else's spot, unlike these college athletes who help drive your revenue, right? I, I literally said that in an emergency funding like letter. <laughs> and um, for all those who are like, wow, you know, you test the system. Well, yeah, you have to, right? You, you kind of have to. You, you have to force different institutions right 
to put their money where their mouth is. And so for my university to say that they're so diverse and they believe so much in community and all of these things that I think are absolutely malarkey, right? Absolute malarkey. Um, you know, I, I wanted to test the theory. So one of my friends is affiliated or was, he did work for Temple University Football and he now has graduated and I'm not sure what he's about to do, but he has been affiliated with the university in the university athletics program. He's going to re be remain nameless here because I want to maintain his anonymity. Um, but he's worked with some big time players through Temple football uh, over the past couple of years. And one of the things that he just finished telling me a couple of weeks ago was that these guys have no idea what they're going to do. Right. That the school, regardless of how they feel, because unlike in professional sports, you know, college athletes don't have a union they can go to. Right. They don't they don't have a a uh, a system that they can go and and talk to in the NCAA. Right. <laughs> and say, hey, guys, we don't want to play during our pandemic. Well, if I know that, let's say 65 percent. Right. And I'm being generous with that. But let's say 65 percent of the Temple football team is African-American. And my community. Right. As a black person is being ravaged by a virus then it doesn't really sound safe for me to participate, even if it's in conference in my athletic schedule this semester, right? Do you know what Temple has said about that? Zip zero stingy with the narrow. I might buy you Chris, but that's about it. As far as Temple's concerned, Temple football is going to go until the NCAA says elsewhere or elsewise or whatever it is. Really, Temple. Is that what we're doing? See, because it's interesting, right? If if you if if a school, if a if a school, a person, anybody, if you say you care about something, then your behavior is going to uh manifest in a way that shows that you care about it. Even if, right, even if you take nine steps in a negative direction as it relates to the thing you care about, if the tenth step is in the positive direction, then you can say that you care about it. Now Someone can justify it and say that, well, you don't care as much as someone else or something else or whatever, which, you know, is fair. And I, I get that. But your effort and your behavior is going to show that you care about it. To me, right, these universities, again, like the professional sports leagues and the owners, right, like the owners, the only thing that these schools care about is money. It's the bottom line. How can these athletes, right, who come from communities of marginalized or marginalization, right, who are, who are marginalized, they come from communities of marginalization, are going to participate in these sports in order to drive the bottom line where their families are affected by this pandemic versus other players on the team? Yo, what? Like, it, it, this goes beyond it for me. This goes beyond just participating in something right this or 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 spectating or or being a part of something this goes beyond it for me because at the end of the day these players don't really have a voice and let me be clear i'm going to get some players to talk on the podcast and they're going to be you know those shall remain nameless right because i'm going to make sure that they don't get the 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 axe from 
you know, who, whatever school that I talk to him about, because to me, I am very interested in what is going to happen to them and to others, right, that are affiliated with the school if we have to shut down at Temple again. I am. I'm, I'm really concerned about it. I'm concerned because of the well-being of the athlete. I'm concerned because the athlete has no representation. I'm concerned because the athlete has nowhere to go in terms of a union-based or an organization that they can go to to file different levels of grievances as it relates to safety, like all of these NBA and NFL players and MLB players get to, right? NFL players dropping like flies right now, talking to their union, telling them that they're going to opt out. What about these athletes? What about these athletes' families in college? Right. Let's say some some boy on Temple football gets the virus, you know, God forbid, and then goes home and spreads it to his mother or spreads it to his grandmother or his sister or his brothers. Then what, Temple? Oh, what? Uh, 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 we were just waiting for the NCAA. Uh, uh, uh. Then what? Then what? Because, see, for me, right. The, the like I said, the deeper, darker criminal link here is if I know as a student, I don't really drive revenue like I as Chris don't don't drive revenue for the school. Right. You guys got a, almost a billion dollar endowment. Like I don't drive revenue for you all. But those Temple football players. Oh, yeah, they do. Those Temple basketball players. Oh, yeah, they do. So if I know that I'm not a part of the bottom line. Right. Then one could surmise. Excuse me. Once Temple starts to, you know invoke some level of insert whatever here testing you know different health service for the football players versus the regular students that are out here commuting every day to class then what temple then what's going to happen when students starts to riot students start to riot at the bell tower then what's going to happen when students start to riot at you know what's the walkman hall or whatever right or the admissions office or Temple Student Health Services. <laughs> like, what, what's going to happen then, Temple? Are you going to give tests to everybody? Are you going to protect the bottom line for everybody? Even the people that don't affect it? What's going to be your move then, Temple? What's going to be your move then, NCAA, where students all across this country start to riot because they're not getting the same levels of health services as it relates to what helps drive your bottom line? Then what? Because... I'm kind of like Nostradamus, like Christradamus. It's coming. Students have already started to have conversations with their parents about not going back to their campuses because they know that they don't affect their level of bottom line. They've already started that. Go check the Washington Post article about different universities and their health services departments as it relates to athletes and then regular students. Go check that article out. Go see how deplorable it is that these universities have these health services centers that aren't even close to what the athletes get. Now, to shoot Temple some bail, Temple's health services department, I think, is pretty decent. I think it's pretty good. I like my doctor. You know, I'm still alive. So, <laughs> you know, she's helped me out great. And I, and I love her. So, you know, for Temple, I'll give you guys a little bit. But, uh, you know, that's as far as it goes for me. 
Because this is a situation just like Pat Mahomes, you know, a couple weeks ago, me and Gio were talking about, listen, we'll see what you do. We'll see if you put your money where your mouth is, which I think that he has. And we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, simple. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We will see how it goes as it relates to how you guys treat these college athletes. Because, you know, from one fan, right, from one person who wants to see the athletes get what they deserve as it relates to the labor that they produce to your bottom line. Yeah, I'm really concerned. And they are too. <laughs> overtime. So for this week's overtime, and in case I didn't say it before, if I did, uh, we just wanted to do two quarters, just get through two this week uh, to get you guys some content. Um, the longer episodes are going to come uh, towards the latter part of next week, I think, just because, um, I, you know, Gio's got his stuff going on, which we're about to talk about in a second. And hopefully, I will be in a new place. So, uh, you know, we wanted to do uh, two quick quarters and some overtime stuff because we do have some really, really, really exciting overtime stuff to get to. And, uh, yeah, so let's, uh, you know, without further ado, let's get into it. You guys already know when this music comes on what this is about. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Okay. So this is Geo's check-ins this week. I obviously am not Geo, but we do have a little bit of a surprise for you guys. Let me see if I've got a drum roll here or something. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, here we go. That was super loud. Um, but here's Gio's check-in, and, uh, you know, here we go. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Gio. You already know the vibes. I just wanted to check in real quick. Uh, recently um, moved back to New York after completing my four years at Temple. You know, it's kind of a weird time in history where, because of COVID, a lot of things aren't the way that I wouldn't necessarily want them, but at the end of the day, I have to make the necessary adjustments. So I am back in New York. Just wanted to provide you guys a little update. Not sure as to what my next moves are, but I'm pretty sure something will definitely work out. I know the kind of person I am. I'm also, if everything goes well, preparing to make a quick trip to Jamaica just to handle some business and stuff like that. So I'm going to be occupied with different things. I'm also, I also want to um go back to school and get some more degrees, get hotter. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be a few degrees hotter. I'm only one degree hot right now. I'm trying to be a, a couple more. But you know how that is already. But I just wanted to give a brief check in. I'm doing fine. And, you know, we're just trying to make the necessary adjustments that need to be made in order for the pod to to keep going. And as always, we want to provide you guys with the necessary content, with great content, with just great overall vibes whenever you guys tune in and listen to us. So even though I might not physically be there with Chris to um, do episodes, episodes will still get done via Zoom, whatever channels necessary to get the content across but again you know i'm happy to be back home happy to see what the future brings and just how everything works out in the near future so i just want to check in with you guys as i said before 
and stay tuned for what's to come. All right. All right. So Geo is good. Uh, you know, I don't even know why he's talking about, oh, I want to get a couple of degrees hotter. Like, you're about to be in Jamaica. <laughs> like, you're about to be at the beach in some water. Um, but you know, shout outs to my co-host, man. Like, you know, I love you to death. We will definitely get it back soon. Um, you know, and we, we wanted to have as much clarity on the situation with the pod as we could. And so I, I uh, you know, begged GL to do a little check in and he was, you know, more than more than willing to do so. So uh, so that's our check ins this week um, for securing the bag, securing the bag. Man, you know, I have been sitting on this information for a long, 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 long time. Um, but I wanted to shout out my second dad, my mentor, the guy that gets me through. Womp, 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 womp. Um, Brandon Bellamy. So Brandon Bellamy is the CEO of Velocity Industries. I want to say that that is the correct way to say it. The CEO of, yes, Velo I'm sorry, Velocity Companies. I think my mom is Velocity Industries. Sorry. So Velocity Companies, LLC. Uh, and Brandon just was approved unanimously by the Atlantic League uh, for him to become the majority owner of the league's new expansion club in Gastonia, North Carolina, that is going to begin playing next spring. And for all those who do not know, uh, my second dad, my mentor, the OG, um, is now going to be the first, the first majority owner of a professional, whether semi or otherwise, professional sports baseball team. Uh, he is the first. And if that isn't securing the bag, I don't know what is. So um, to my mentor, man, uh, Brandon, I'm, I'm so, so, so happy and proud for you. Um, proud of you, not proud for you. I, we'll both, right? Uh, you know, let me just give myself the laugh. <laughs> You're proud. I'm so, I'm so, uh, I'm so proud of you, man. And um, you know, I'm also like uh, selfishly looking forward to uh, helping arrange all of your organizational development stuff for your expansion team. So, yeah, you know, so many opportunities coming <laughs> coming soon. Um, but that's the securing the bag this week is for Brandon Bellamy. Uh, for all those who want to read more about that story, uh, you can search up Brandon Bellamy and minor league baseball. Um, you know, it's it's a huge, huge, huge deal. And again, that team is in Gastonia, North Carolina. So if you do Brandon Bellamy, Gastonia or North Carolina or minor leagues, you'll be able to see it. And so uh, that's our securing the bag this week for songs of the week. However, um, I am going to. Uh, I'm going to give you guys some rap this week. Uh, I know we do a lot of the R&B stuff. Well, I do a lot of the R&B stuff or slow stuff normally, but I've been listening to a lot of workout stuff because I've started my new diet and playing lacrosse and working out with the trainer. Womp, 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 womp. Trying to maintain, <laughs> trying to maintain my, my boyish figure. Uh, and so I am going to say my song of the week this week is going to be Kendrick Lamar's Lust uh off of the damn album which is absolutely uh fantastic it's a classic he won a pulitzer prize for it so uh yeah it's uh it's a big deal so lust by kendrick lamar is going to be my song of the week and for that ladies and gentlemen that's gonna be it short episode feels kind of weird but uh 
you know, we wanted to get you guys a little bit of content out there, you know, just a little something to wet the palate. <laughs> um, please, please, please stay tuned. We're going to get an episode out this Sunday as well. I know I say that a lot and it doesn't happen, but like this Sunday, it's definitely coming out. We're working on it later this week. Um, I've already talked to some people about it. And so, um, you know, we're going to get that out there soon. Uh, but before I go really quick, special thanks to my boy, my brother, DJ Vance B for getting us the brand new mix. He just got it for me. I haven't even replied to him and it came through. Um, but as you guys heard in the beginning, that's part of the brand new mix for our mix too. Uh, we got some more mixes and stuff coming. We're going to do some really cool stuff with the mixes as well, as it relates to the podcast, as it relates to some other stuff, that or some of the other things rather that we're doing. And so, so yeah, so shout outs to DJ Vance B, my guy. Oh, he's securing the bag too. He just got a new DJ controller. He just started working for Sirius XM. Blah, 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 blah. So uh, DJ Vance B, my guy, Vance, I love you so much, bro. Thank you so much for the mix. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode, man. Uh, check us out on Sunday. I hope everybody is staying safe. To everyone in Portland, Oregon, I stand with you. The revolution will be televised. I stand with you guys, man. Uh, keep doing your thing. I wish I was there to be able to protest and stand with you guys, man. Everything that you guys are doing is great. So uh, for all those who don't know, just go look up Portland right now. is literally in uh, social unrest with everything that's going on in the world going on outside as we say on the pod and so uh portland and i stand with you guys all right with that being said we will talk to you guys later this week peace oh, oh, oh.